0: Robert Sapir. Luke chapter 16, starting with verse 19. There was a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain back beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate, full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. Remember that thou in thy lifetime received thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed. So that which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, "I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldst send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that they may testify unto him, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment." Abraham saith unto him, "They have Moses and the prophets; let them hear them." And he said, "Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent." And he said unto him, "If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded." though one rose from the dead. Luke chapter 16, starting with verse 19, going all the way through 31. Very familiar scriptures, but I don't know that we actually study, we don't talk about it that much. I mean, in verse 22, it said that Lazarus, it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels in Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried, and in hell he lifted up his eyes. So we know the rich man went to hell. We know that Lazarus the beggar, now this is not the same Lazarus that Christ raised from the dead, but this was a, another Lazarus, very popular name back then. He went to Abraham's bosom. We see that this is Christ talking. We know that, the, that he's telling this parable. But let's really just jump down into the latter part of the parable and let's look at what's going on. Now, inhale, the rich man lifts up his eyes and he wants Lazarus to come with just some water on his tongue, tip of his finger to touch his tongue and cool it. We've been thirsty before. We've been dehydrated, maybe, but we probably have never been so thirsty that just a wet finger placed on our tongue or a drop of water placed on our tongue was what we desired. But in hell that's what our desire or that's what this rich man's desire was. He just wanted some liquid on his tongue. And when he found out that they couldn't pass from the bosom of Abraham into hell and hell couldn't pass into the bosom of Abraham, he asked for another favor. And that's really what I want to talk to you tonight about is the message from hell. Hell is very real. Heaven is very real. The the Bible tells us that when a sinner comes to know the Lord, the angels rejoice. The angels rejoice. There's a party going on when you accept Christ. But apparently in hell, they may not know what's going on in this earth, but they desire you not to join them. Now, I've often thought about what would you call those that are in hell. Are they prisoners? I don't know of a prisoner that actually goes to prison voluntarily. Maybe you call them captives. Well, how many people actually are given up to captivity voluntarily? The people in hell are residents. They chose that address just as you and I can choose that address. They chose that address, so they are residents in hell. But we see this rich man, and all he's wanting to do is to have someone from Abraham's bosom, paradise, upper Sheol. This is the same place where Christ went when he was crucified and buried in the tomb for three days. He was in Abraham's bosom. He was talking to those that was there. I believe that just as the rich man could look over and see what was happening in in paradise, he saw Lazarus, he saw all of this that was happening, I believe that when Christ was there, those uh, residents of hell could see into upper Sheol, paradise, and they could see what was going on. Now, don't get caught up in this belief that Christ went to hell. Christ did not go to hell. He went to upper Sheol, or the bosom of Abraham. But this rich man, he's begging Abraham to send Lazarus back to earth so he can tell his five brothers. He said in verse 28, For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. He does not want his brothers to come to hell. Now, I have a brother. I have four sisters. There's not many places that I go that I wouldn't mind, wouldn't like, that I would even say that sometimes I desire for my siblings to be with me so they can enjoy it. Beaches, mountains, you know, things of that nature, parties, get-togethers. Yeah, I desire my my. Uh, family being with me but here's a rich man a resident of hell he does not desire his brothers to come in the bible it tells us that when a sinner comes to know the lord the angels rejoice i don't know that those in hell recognize what's going on in this earth But I can tell you through this parable that the residents of hell don't want anybody else to come there. It's that terrible. It's that full of torment and torture. I am tormented in this flame. If I could just have the tip of his finger dipped in water and cool my tongue. But I don't want my brethren to come. I don't want my brothers. I don't want my siblings. I don't want anybody to come. The message from hell is don't join me. The weather is terrible. Don't come. The fire is terrible. Don't come. The torment is great. Don't come. Unlike, you know, when we send a postcard from a beach or a mountain or a foreign land or whatever, it's just absolutely gorgeous. A lot of times we'll say, huh, weather's great. Wish you were here. The message from hell is don't come. We don't want you here. So, you look at this scripture and you think, wow, it must be pretty bad if you don't want your family and your friends to join you. There is no party you know, going on in hell. There's no digging out from hell. There's no tunneling out of hell. There is fire. There is flame. There's intense heat. And there is the lack of God. And I believe that could very well be the worst part. Because you know you had the opportunity to accept him. And you could have escaped this place. Now you are a resident of your own choosing. And there is no escape. To use a secular song, if you will, you can check out any time you like. But you can never leave. You can come in, but you can never leave. So here's here's this rich man, and he's begging, he's begging Abraham to send Lazarus back to tell his brothers that that they should not come, that they should change their ways and not come. Abraham said unto him, "They have Moses and prophets; let them hear them." He said, "No, father Abraham, but if one went from the dead, they will repent. They will." repent they will get forgiveness they will ask for forgiveness but do we one did come from the dead jesus christ he said if they hear not moses and the prophets neither will they be persuaded though one rose from the dead we had one rose from the dead that's jesus and so many of the world has turned their back on god and on jesus we don't hear him so we wouldn't hear one of our loved ones coming oh but but I know that loved one. Well, Christ should be your loved one. Yes, you've got brothers, you've got sisters, you've got moms and dads, but Christ should be our loved one. We don't hear him, so what makes anybody think that if my mom or dad or my sister or my brother or my best friend or my wife or my husband whatever would come back, I would listen to them. We won't. We won't listen. The message from hell, not the message of hell, but the message from hell is don't come repent now listen to the prophets listen to the preachers listen to the teachers listen to those bible people that believe holy in the bible i'm not talking about the televangelist somebody that is you know padding their pockets now not every tv evangelist pads their pocket but there are a lot of Christians, so-called Christians out there, that they're only there to make money. I'm not talking about listening to those. I'm not talking about supporting those. I'm talking about find you, a God-fearing, Bible-believing church that where the Bible is preached and follow the precepts of the Bible. Don't follow the preacher. Don't follow the teacher. Don't even follow this podcast. Find you, God. And follow Him. Churches don't save people. But it sure does make the way a lot easier. It's kind of like you can have a Lamborghini in the car. okay, Or in the driveway. You've got a Lamborghini in the driveway. It's wonderful. But you've got to put gas in it. And you can't just put gas in it one time. And it lasts forever. You gotta keep refilling it. Well, that's where we're at. We need to refill it. We need to go back and get the gas. We need to continue to go back and get the gas. Now, if you've got a Lamborghini in a in a sea of jalopies, okay, you'll stand out like a sore thumb, if you will. You'll stand out in the crowd. But nobody will be able to keep up with you. But if you've got a Lamborghini in a driveway or in a road of other Lamborghinis everybody can keep up with each other so when you go to church it's you're finding people of like minds so that you can keep up with them they can keep up with you and you can help each other out because that's what being a true Christian is, is is helping each other out and it makes the way a lot easier now, I'm not telling you that church is, is salvation, Jesus is salvation, but you need to find a church that believes and teaches the Bible so that it makes the way easier. And you need to follow Jesus. From Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, to Revelations chapter 22, verse 21, and every verse in between is all about God the message from hell is follow the scriptures the message from hell is to give your heart to Jesus while you can the message from hell is don't come and it's very very easy to avoid an address in hell it's just accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior doesn't make you perfect, does not make you holier than anybody else. It makes you saved and gives you an address in heaven, not in hell. Same token, I used the analogy a while ago of no one voluntarily gives themselves to captivity. No one voluntarily gives themselves to being a prisoner. Well, heaven is the same way. they are residents. We volunteer. Ourself, we give ourselves to Christ we first give him our heart and then we give him the rest of us and we volunteer to be his captive but we volunteer to be his resident and it is a place that you desire or should desire to go unlike hell You knew that somebody was going to use a flamethrower on you. You wouldn't walk in that direction. The flamethrower is not as bad as hell is. So why do we continually walk in that direction? The message from hell is don't join me. Don't come. Repent. Verse 30, the last word of verse 30 of Luke chapter 16 says, Repent. Ask for forgiveness. Seek his face. And enjoy your address in heaven. And not hate your address of hell. The rich man had it easy on this world. Lazarus the beggar had it hard. Now the tables are turned. That does not mean, as some would say, that well, to make it to heaven you've got to be a beggar here. No, that does not mean that there are rich people that will make it to heaven. There are poor people that will go to hell. Just because you're poor here on this earth does not mean that you're automatically going to be heaven. However, what, it, what does mean that you will automatically go to heaven is if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior if you have not then you have become a resident of hell when you die our last breath here the very next one will be there whether it is in heaven or it's in hell that's up to you seek him why he can be found because once you die there is no purgatory people I can't pray you out of purgatory I can't pray you from one mid-state to heaven it doesn't exist You were either in heaven or you were in hell. It's that simple. One woke up in the arms of Abraham and one woke up in the flames of hell. I'd like to have the arms of Abraham. Thank you. So I'm here to inform you. The message from hell is simple. (laughs) Don't come. The message from heaven is simple. Do come. You're you're invited to heaven, but the residents of hell are trying to get you not to come. So listen to Moses. Listen to the prophets. Find a good Bible-believing church. But first, seek ye the Lord. You're lost. He's not. But you still need to find Jesus in your life. And it's real simple to do. It's extremely easy. All you have to do is with your heart confess your sins to Him, ask for forgiveness from Him, and you have accepted Christ. And your residency, your address for eternity is First Glory Street on the corner of Hallelujah Avenue. I encourage you, seek ye the Lord. Find Him in your life. Go to heaven. Do not not look. Do not not join with the Christians and make your bed in hell. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to come, Lord, into your throne room, Lord, to study your scriptures, to to look at what you are thus saying in your Bible, God. We ask that you'll touch those that are listened, Lord, that you'll bless those that hear, and Lord, that you'll stretch forth your hand on those that are around and listening, and Lord, that, that this message will be shared, not for my voice, but for your message, Lord, and that is of salvation, of repentance, because the message from hell is clearly, do not come this direction. And I ask this in Jesus' sweet and holy name. Amen and amen. Guys, I'll talk to you later. Enjoy and be good to each other.